Okay, hello, my beautiful darlings, and welcome back. So, on this episode, I could not be more freaking excited to bring the most amazing special guest to you. One of my clients, Brianna Maurer, she is an absolute freaking badass. And I wanted to bring her onto this podcast because although I'm really far along in my journey and I have my personal story with ADHD, and I really wanted to bring her story to the podcast because I think it's so important to hear other people's perspectives on their journeys and what things look like specifically for them because there might be parts in my journey that you don't resonate with but I really just want you to see what's possible for you in so many other areas and by showing other people's stories to showcase where you are in your journey what might be possible for you and just new insights and ways for you to connect and understand that the journey that you're on is okay and it's perfectly in divine timing, how it's all supposed to unfold. And I just think that this story from Brie is so inspiring because her transformation has just been honestly insane. So, 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 so insane. And I think I say it probably a few times in this podcast episode where I'm like, I'm absolutely speechless. Like, I just don't know what to say. And I say that to her all the time when we connect. I'm like, I'm just blown away by how far you've come in, you know, a few short months. So yeah, Brie is an absolute badass. When she very first started coming to me, she was like, I need to get my online course up and running. I want to have a hybrid model. And so that's exactly what we did and reprioritize and restructured a lot of her business um, to get her out of this frantic energy to be prioritizing more of herself to calm and regulate her nervous system to just feeling way more cool, calm and collected in her business. So I understand I'm telling you about this beautiful freaking goddess and I haven't even introduced her to you. So let's start there. (laughs) So Brianna Maurer is the owner and head behavioralist trainer at All Ears Pet Care. She's a canine good citizen evaluator. She's pursuing certificate canine behavior consults consultant and she owns All Ears Pet Care, mobile dog training and her online academy. She uses dog science and positive reinforcement approach to re- reform puppy behavior and rescue dogs unwanted behaviors in four to six weeks which is absolutely crazy depending on the case so she's located in the pacific northwest she's serving pierce pierce and thurston county in the washington state and her flagship location is tacoma in washington so her amazing areas of expertise within dog training are puppies, basic and advanced, obedience, rescue dogs, multi-dog, separation anxiety, leash reactivity, trick dog, adventure training, which also includes hiking, paddleboarding, kayaking, and so many more things. Like, literally, how fucking cool is that? Honestly, she is a total badass. And just the way that she shows up in her business is so inspiring. And I loved working with her. We're still working together. Because Brie is honestly paving a new way in the dog training arena. And she's doing something that's never been done before. And I just think it was so beautiful because the reality of it is, is so many business owners are creating this beautiful new paradigm, this new way of operating. And genuinely, I believe business owners change the way that the world operates, right? Especially entrepreneurs, because we're bringing in new ideas, new paradigms, new frameworks, new... Um, ideologies into the world and we're crazy enough and we have the courage enough to stick our heads out and go against the grain and create something that is new and that's exactly what's happening here with Brie is that she noticed that she was having the same conversation with a lot of her clients over and over and over again and so she wanted to introduce her um, online academy when uh, she had all of this. And so that's why we started working together, right? It was to really manage some of the symptoms of ADHD in terms of like frantic and chaotic energy and not allowing herself to, um, create enough space in her business to step away from having clients all the time to stepping into her business and really being able to take on a role where she could serve her clients better. They get better and faster results without her having to be there one-on-one all the time. And honestly, it's crazy. You got to follow her on Instagram because first of all, her Instagram content is absolutely freaking fire. It's so amazing and it's so cute. Honestly, I follow her all the time and I'm like, your content is so amazing. So she is over at um, All Ears Pet Care and I'm going to have the links in the um, show notes here below so that you can follow her. But yeah, her content is amazing. She just has the most beautiful freaking energy in the whole wide world so if you are anywhere around there you have a dog you need to reach out and you need to get in contact with her but yeah the reason that I wanted to bring her on was because I just think it's so amazing to 
witness other people's journeys so that you can potentially see yourself in her journey as well and to see what's possible, right? Because so much has changed, so much has transformed. And um, right after we actually finished the podcast recording, we exchanged some beautiful words and she was just like, you know, so much has changed for me. It's so crazy, like looking back on how everything has shifted. And so I just wanted to share her story with you because it inspires me, honestly. So without making you wait any longer, I am going to introduce you to Brie in this podcast episode. And like I mentioned, make sure you go over and follow her on Instagram. Um, slide into her DMs and let her know that you heard her on this podcast. Okay, and then honestly, the very last thing that I wanted to say to you is that I have the doors open for the Accomplished Mind Method right now, okay, honestly, and this program is going to change your entire reality. On the podcast episode just before this one, I deep dive into literally all of the details about it, but this is the exact framework that I take my clients through in a matter of 13 weeks to go from a place of feeling unfocused, easily distracted, really frustrated, to being able to get to a place where you feel focused, you have the natural solution to navigate or overcome your symptoms of ADHD altogether. We focus on food, lifestyle, um, strategies. We You don't require any supplements or anything like that, right? It's just like going back to the basic foundations of what is required to be a successful business owner with ADHD. And this requires time management and how we're supporting ourselves emotionally through so many of the challenges that are coming up for you in your business. Because not only when you understand how to support yourself through the overwhelm and the procrastination and all the other things, that creates ripple effects within the rest of your business, right? allows you to step up into being a leader that's embodied in your work and just all of the things. So I wanted to invite you into there if you have not joined us already, because honestly, this program is going to change your fucking life. And that's probably what you're going to notice in this podcast episode is how so much has shifted for Brie. And excuse me. So I wanted to invite you into that. I'm also going to have the note, uh, the link for that in the show notes down below. So if you're somebody and you have any questions about the Accomplish Mind Method, honestly, please just reach out to me on Instagram at Anne-Marie Espina and let's have a chat to see if it would be the right fit for you because honestly, I'm not, I have no desire to bring everybody into the program. If it's the right fit for you, I'm definitely going to let you know. If it's not, we can find another solution for you. So I hope you're having the best freaking day in the whole wide world and I know you're absolutely going to love this podcast episode. Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina and I am the leading mentor for business owners with ADHD. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD and I've overcome all of my symptoms naturally without the help of doctors. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you discover the power of natural solutions to navigate your ADHD symptoms so that you can stop procrastinating and you can finally get shit done. So within this podcast, you will find the skills, tools, and strategies that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal is to give you step-by-step guidance to show you how you can become a powerful CEO so that you can create the business that you've always been dreaming of. So if you're looking to level up your business and you're someone who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. Okay, I'm so freaking excited. Thanks for coming on to this episode, Brie. I'm so excited to share your journey and just all the amazing success that you've had so far. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. I'm honored. Cool. So I want to dive basically like straight into your story because I think that there's so many high performers and so many high achievers similar to yourself who have really successful businesses generated a lot of success for themselves and still feeling like really frantic kind of how things were looking before, um, you know, we started working together and part of the reason why we work together. And so I just really want to share like your story because I think it's so cool to, for people to see what's possible on the other side of it. So to dive us straight into your story, like where were you essentially in your business and just like with how things were operating for you, I guess before we started working, maybe it must be like five months ago now that we started together. Hey, well, so about um, six months ago or so, I was just transitioning out of healthcare. I had essentially tried every career I wanted to do after college. So graduated when I was 22, and then I ran through different careers, like one after the other. So one year I would do a career or a job that looked into like a doctorate program. So that was where the healthcare job came into place. And 
I just would pick up these different jobs based on my lifestyle and what was going on because in college it was always really hectic and I just thought that was how you're supposed to do it. I always heard, well, you're young, you only live once. And I was like, I guess we're just going to work our butt off and see what happens. Uh, and I probably shouldn't have started with seven careers, but outside of college, I did not know what I wanted to do. So I had started this, the business that I'm in now, when I was in college, after I came back from studying abroad in Hong Kong. And I knew that I wanted a different lifestyle than what I saw around me, but I didn't know how to go about it. So I just started finding people that I want to work with. And then I essentially would go back to my bosses and anytime um, my business plan wasn't working and wasn't generating what I was estimating. I went to school for finance, so I'm all about those projections, but much easier with other people's money. <laughs> yeah. Then having to be the own generator and then also being like, okay, on this side, how can we analyze the data and what is happening and how can we make the business keep evolve evolving and so then after that um my last career con addition I guess well second last <laughs> was uh physical therapy so that also stems from the very beginning of where I started my dog business is there was dog business physical therapy or this competitive career that I was a competitive athlete so I just literally just competed most of the time I was in school and so it kept me in a very strict discipline of like eat sleep lift walk dogs <laughs> or run dogs because I need to like make weight and then um walking and running excessively is just honestly keeps you so fit so yeah. I wasn't having to worry about my calorie intake I was literally having to find calories and be like give me this pizza and <laughs> having to eat so much and I knew that it wasn't gonna last but it wasn't sustainable and then um when I was in healthcare I just realized I didn't want to go that route and I felt pulled somewhere else so I'm so grateful for that experience because it was in the middle of COVID and I helped in an outpatient condition which just meant I saw a lot of different groups of people and different careers and so I was able to like have conversations and how um, they've taken care of their bodies um, or haven't depending on like how physical your career is and then when we met I just had it just dawned on me that the job I have is very <laughs> demanding on the body because I wrestled dogs for a living so <laughs> literally <laughs> I'm so, like okay hold on I'll be BRB <laughs> let me just so how did you find it was starting your own business and like getting into business and I guess what did that mm -hmm. um, transition look like for you um, so in school, we were said to start a business and from my marketing and finance background I just applied that and I was like okay well I just need a platform. And so I started dog sitting and dog running. Um, and I just built that wherever I lived. So I put like a nine mile, 10 mile radius. And then I would just put that and I would only accept clients that um, I could either drop in every single day or it fit with my school schedule because that could always change. Um, and then I just ended up finding families that either love to travel and couples that like have dogs, but they travel too often to be asking their parents to sit their dogs <laughs> or, you know, something like that has happened where they're like, oh, I just would rather have the same person. And I always suggest that you get a couple people besides your friends and family, because eventually your friends and family will say no, or yeah. there'll be conflicts. Like I have a lot of couples that are getting married. So everyone that they would ask their dog to get sat by is going with them. <laughs> Yeah. So just to clarify for anybody who's listening, right, you're you were doing dog sitting, you're still doing a little bit of it now, dog training, and you do a lot of collaboration work with other dog mm -hmm. things, right? Yes. Yeah. So the business now looks drastically different than it did in 2019. When I first took it full time, COVID hit, I went back to part time and I pivoted into training because um, there's a way that I like to simplify the neuroscience of how our dog's brains work because it is like 
sideways way of being like, look, you can be really healthy with your dog, even if you're just walking with them 20 minutes a day. And that can have so much longevity to help like later on. Plus they're furry and everyone's always like, you just get to play with dogs all day. And I go, yeah, something like that. (laughs) Now I'm on the behavioral side. Yeah. So I start seeing a lot more complicated cases, um, which is really interesting to me because of the dynamics that happen. So now that I do more training, my sitting includes board and trains, where when I'm sitting here, I'm assessing your dog. And I can, I also sometimes will build agility courses depending in the backyards, just depending on what the dog needs. Then it's like, how do we manage a high energy dog? Because those are the ones that start destroying things. And so um, from the six years that I've been doing this, I just started realizing there's a proactive approach and there's a reactive approach. And I prefer proactive people that are like, okay, this is my first dog. I want to do it right. How long does it take? How fast do they learn? All those questions they get answered. And then the reactive cases, like usually there's something else going on. And so we have to look at the whole life of the dog and what is impacting the dog. You've heard the five closest people to us are the most successful, right? Or like that's, our circle is really important. Mm -hmm. Same for dogs. So if your home is super chaotic, you're going to be super chaotic. And so like to be able to ground yourself and center yourself is really important, no matter like everything else in the, in the house or in the room that's going on. So I always came from a standpoint of like, if I can just help in this way, and it like fits in my life, like then, then we're there. That's the community aspect of it. And so I grew from Tacoma um, to four cities. So I managed about four cities, about 30 miles radius. So I'm always on the road, which is why I stepped away from sitting because I couldn't train the clients that I needed to train that would come in because it would conflict with the dogs that are sitting. Yeah, because especially since COVID, a lot of people are used to being home. And so the dogs are used to being home. But if I need to go, I need to jump in and out all the time, they're going to get mad at me or they're going to start doing other stuff. And so being really flexible in that way, there was a time and place because I really loved it when I was studying and I was learning because I could just be like, you know, going through my courses while I'm there with them and feeling semi-productive. Now I know it's more about just like how more, how much more mindful can we be about what we create? Yeah. So to give everybody like kind of a picture of what things look like previously to us working together, like what, um, I know that you mentioned dog sitting, but what were your classic days looking like? Because I think that so much has Mm -hmm. changed for you so what did they used to look like yeah I remember our first call so I was literally sitting in a random living room or a different room um that was a cat drop-in and I was just like oh my gosh I'm just going insane I had 12 hour days and I would run 21 to 28 day sprints where I'm literally working straight through. So if I'm jumping house to house, I'm not getting time for myself because I have to manage the dogs and whatever's happening, wherever their level is at. And so what's nice about being a trainer is now most of my dogs are only dogs I've trained. So I already know their baseline so that when I can see what they're doing now, their behaviors, it's how they've evolved in time. And so these dogs I've been sitting, um, I saw them when they were like 10 weeks old. They were so small. I have a picture and it was just like two years ago. And I'm like, that is insane. The dogs have grown so much. And just to see how everything else evolves um, with that is really interesting. Yeah. I remember when we first started together, it was like, you know, I saw so much passion in you. You have so much passion for your business and people know and people see and they're magnetized to you because of that and the way that you show up. And yeah, I remember you were so stressed out and now you're so cool, calm and collected. It's crazy. It's like night and day. I remember everything was so chaotic. And I, I know you recently mentioned as well that 
you had created this own chaos for yourself. And there, or there was all these freebies you were trying to create. Like, mm-hmm. like I got to create, I got to create this, mm-hmm. this, 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 this. I was like, we don't need all that. <laughs> Let's just simplify the whole thing. <laughs> so what I guess was the goal for you? Like, what did you want at that point in your life and in your business? Um, when we first contacted, I was just sick of being stuck. I felt that I was stuck in this rut of like, I knew how to generate business, but it wasn't consistent and it was just getting me frustrated. And then I would go find and seek like this short reward, which is like the freebies or um, getting a cash client that I really didn't need to do. So it was like a low revenue generating activity that I could hand off. And I was still like, no, like I can learn from them. Or I was honestly just holding myself back because that was my comfort zone of like, well, I've hit my max number and I'm super competitive. So I would do daily revenue goals and then I would just like line it up. So I literally created such a machine for myself that I was like, okay, so this is like three people. And also I was working in healthcare 30 hours. So I was off averaging 60 to 75 hour weeks with maybe two or three days breaks maybe if I was lucky and I had all the time up from the week (laughs) like from the weeks I would pull like okay and that included sleeping hours that included eating hours when I was eating I was doing something else like my calendar was literally so stacked with like here's this task I need to get here's a task I need to get here's the task I need to get and it was just not sustainable. I was continually burning out. Even when we were together, there's a couple of times I was like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. Right. Because it's like, <laughs> and I was like, dang it. <laughs> the conditioning is so intense. And also like the, you know, we think that we need to be on the go all the time. And typically people with ADHD can handle the go and they can handle the stimulus. So they think that they need to operate at that place. But exactly. It's like you lead to burnout and it's just like not a sustainable, healthy way to run your business. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about like, what are some things that shifted for you in our time together? Like that you discovered that you realized, you know, made you want to change things for yourself and change things for your business. I think the biggest thing of going back to those holistic roots, I like I knew it as an athlete, but it didn't like after I stopped competing, there was no reason for me to be as strict. So then as I just kind of let that like relax more and the business grow, I didn't really put parameters around like, what do I want to do? Now, I would just fill my schedule with clients and then be like, okay, where can I fit my stuff in? instead of doing it the other way around, which I felt is like super helpful because um, otherwise then we're again on that reactive side of managing ourselves. Like the other way around, you mean like organizing your time first and then putting your business around it. Yeah. 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 In college, I literally would have to write a visual schedule because I'm a very visual learner. So I put out the like 168 hours a week I would draw it out and then I draw the blocks and then um, it was just really therapeutic to me to see it all planned out because then I wouldn't have to worry about it getting done and then so adjusting to kind of like what you had suggested for the rhythm of our work style was really interesting and also just taking a step back and noticing where I was just causing more work for myself. Or I was just suddenly like procrastinating that I was like, okay. And then I just shut down. What would be like an example of that? Oh, shutting down. Yeah. Like put or like creating that chaos or not creating more work for yourself. That's what you said. Mm -hmm. So if I originally, before we started working together, I would see highest nine clients in a day. So back to back to back. Um, and then now I see like two to four max maybe. And that rhythm is definitely more sustainable. But if I only had like, say, four clients, I would feel like I'm not doing enough, even though then I was still working at my 30 hours in that part time job. And so I was like, OK, so I would find other clients or would pitch myself since I was really good at advertising and marketing I would just pump it out I'd be like hey there's this new idea I'm gonna run with 
you want to run with me? And then people would start picking it up. And then um, I was rolling out multiple offers last year because I wanted the training to be diverse enough that I was keeping interested. And that's what I like about training because there is so much that you can go into and you can specialize and you can always kind of evolve it to what you do best. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So from that place, what happened after that? What was like some other breakthroughs? Um, I was, and I was always on the move. And so finally coming to more stillness was very uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, fine. She said to stay here. And I would like fidget. I'd have to put on a timer so that I could be like, well, look, I've only done it for 10 minutes. I can do it for longer. And that would help me to like get better about it because I always thought, oh, you have to deal with these things in like big blocks time. But Mm -hmm. when you have a busy schedule and you're having client meetings, like those big block times will now be like 15, 30 minute blocks. And you just have to like crank it out. Whatever happens is better. And then my perfectionist side would come over me. And then that's where I would get more overwhelmed because I'm like, well, everyone in the templates say like, we need to do it this way. And I'm not following it that way. I just have like, two things set up and we're just running with it Um, what would be like an example of that right so you're saying that you had like now you're making you're getting less done or sorry you're getting things done in smaller time blocks rather than waiting for a big time chunk is that what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so for my podcast like I really wanted to pull put out a podcast but I'm really sensitive about the audio and I was just making it more complicated by getting equipment and then being like no I need to be in the studio now and then oh I would just let the dogs like if I was sitting dogs be like oh I can't do it it's too loud here but there's just more excuses because I felt like I didn't know where to begin mm-hmm. but like for me then I was like okay what's the roadmap for it so I found literally so many roadmaps like you can just keep going and get stuck in the freebie loop of all these other online businesses and not get anything produced i love how you call it that a freebie loop that's what happens yeah i mean i'm a sucker for it i was like free sticker yeah i'll take (laughs) (laughs) but it's so true though you know i think a lot of people like you hear people with adhd struggling with perfectionism right and it comes back to the place of like allowing ourselves as humans to be imperfect and just continuing to move you know because everybody's like oh well i'll wait for this huge time block so i can set up my system on the back end and then that time block never comes or it seems too daunting or, you know, they don't know where to start. And I think for you, we even spoke about automation, which was like one automation for you said like saved you. I don't know. What was it like three hours a week or something? And it was so crazy because it seemed daunting at the time. And then you just had the ability to support yourself through it with tools to create that time and space for yourself moving forward with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That automation was really hard because I couldn't learn like for that automation, I feel like some tools, I just get too frustrated too quickly. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> just that, I'm going to give it all up. And then it just sits there halfway done or 75% of the way done because I was used to just doing this. Like sometimes once a week, I would just stay up all night one night because I just had so much energy. And so I would just like create some things course I never went back to edit them so they're all like 75% done and then I was like why am I making all this work or I had a really good breakthrough with my clients and just like learning how to document that better in a way that like helps me but also doesn't like drain me of doing that task so I switched over to using um just like a transcript recorder so I would just record whatever I was thinking when I was driving and then it would transcript for me and then I'm like, look it over. Yeah. And that was really helpful. That's so good. Okay, cool. So yeah, what are some other things that like really shifted for you that you're super proud of yourself for? I had a firefighting offer come on the table uh, in the middle of us working together. So that was a career I was pursuing for honestly, the same amount of time because powerlifting was a caveat to get into the fire department. I come from a family of firefighters and that was always something 
in the back of my mind that I was like, well, it would be really cool to fight a fire. I don't know. Like, that would be great. No matter my size, I am 5'3 and pretty small. So even people that see me with giant dogs, like some my biggest dogs are King Corsos, Great Danes, oh, yeah. above my waistline. They're like, oh, my gosh, you're tiny. <laughs> dog's going to take you for a walk. <laughs> they think. And then they watch me work with them. And they're like, oh, wow, that dog listened to her so well. And I'm like, yeah, I have a big personality. I'm just in a little package. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so the offer came to you. I remember this. It was so cool. The offer was coming to you. You were really debating of like, do I move part time in my business? And I think as to give some context to all of this happening at the same time, you were building your course because you really wanted to free up some time in your schedule to have like an hybrid which is amazing and I want to talk about that in a couple minutes but um yeah what was kind of coming through for you in terms of what things were going to look like how did you make that decision yeah um I talked with a lot more firefighters like I have a lot of firefighter clients as well and I just was able to talk with them and discuss like what it looks like and anytime I talked to police like any of my law enforcement, they're like, well, why don't you go into law enforcement? And I was like, well, I can't get to the canine level until I put 20 years in. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it's like, can I go in as canine handler? I would totally do that. Um, and they were like, no, you can't. I was like, well, there's your answer. Firefighting is a little different. Uh, and yes, you can have dogs for that. And um, that's like another avenue that is very advanced. But I was just seeing their lifestyle and also debating about um, if that was something I wanted now because I applied for, to firefighting two years ago. So that was like prime COVID time. And I was like, you know what? If I can do the healthcare side of it, I could still do the um, first responder side as well and get that exposure in that way. But I'm already working with my dream clients. I love the clients that I work with and I get to help in this way. And I was just making it harder by trying to say yes to the fire department as well. Because in my mind, I was going to do fire, which is three month academy. You have literally every day you have a practical like drill. So you're wearing about 50 to 75 pounds on you. And that is just most of your basic gear. And then you're dragging hose. Like it's a very physical job. I can pass the physical test now. But when I, I first started, I couldn't pass the physical test, which is why I came to powerlifting, which is then kind of like how I went into this more wellness and dog side of things, because I think I can help so many more people with understanding how dogs can help our mental health, but also can make us kinder. Yeah. Overall, because yeah we are able to learn to care and regulate for ourselves by first getting a puppy and then growing through it, which is very similar to getting a toddler, but less expensive. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you had this opportunity to go into the fire and you were like, okay, cool. I'm not going to do it. That was a huge decision for you to go all in on your business. And then After you did that, let's talk about what happened when you launched your course, right? Because when you came to me, it was like a huge thing. You had, you wanted to get some of your time back by bringing up a course to um, allow your clients to be able to go through that. So you weren't repeating the same conversations with them over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. yeah, let's talk about how you transitioned from, you know, um, yeah, being client facing all the time with nine clients every day to having way more success now by reducing your workload. I would say I like loved every client that I got to meet with. I've now worked with like over 400 dog families and those families can have one to four dogs in them. So that is quite a variety of background. And I really wanted to take that in person to get the hands-on experience because a lot of behavioralists we see in the field um, are on the research side. So they're like, well, you could try and apply this. And then I'm like, yeah, you could, but it's not really going to work. There's going to be like two other, three other things that you're going to have to do because of the dog. But 
that's something that I would only learn if I was able to be hands-on with so many different personalities and breeds. I work from Frenchies all the way up to King Corsos and Great Danes because I do prefer the working breed side. And so they're usually bigger dogs. And so being able to put everything I've learned the last six years into a rest, like in one place and online, I just felt like was a better way, especially as 2020 and COVID pushed the online space of learning so much higher that now people are realizing how much, how helpful that is. And the side of me that I'm actually an introvert, but I'm a business owner, so I have to be extroverted. <laughs> and, and so having nine clients was very exhausting. Honestly, I would get home at like 9 or 10 p.m. and I would still need to like shut down myself. Um, and so it and then I would restart it at like 9 a.m. the that next feels day. so tired. You say that, I'm like, oh my God, I would be exhausted <laughs> if I was doing nine calls back to back every day. <laughs> so, I really enjoy my sleep. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So how did things shift for you, right? Because I think we had to move through a lot of this stuff that was like choosing the chaos and learning to do less better. Was it uncomfortable for you to do that? So uncomfortable. It is still really uncomfortable, but... I like how you recently said you have to be able to hold more discomfort and that will create like better leadership, which if I think about the people that I look up to, then it totally makes sense because they are super calm and collected no matter what's happening around. So you're always going to turn towards them. Um, one time when I was a one of my first jobs was a dining hall supervisor and we'd have volunteers that are like 15 to 19 years old. And so they would come in, they've never worked a job before. And then we'd have a buffet line. And I remember one time, one of my, um, they're called LITs, but they, one of the workers was like, oh my gosh, I think we're running out of food. I don't know. And she was like spiraling. And I just stayed there. And I was like, um, some people don't eat that much. Like <laughs> we just wait and see, I think we'll be really good. And, um, whatever ran out like it's on them they didn't come soon enough and she was just like okay and she like calmed down a lot and that was really cool for me to see from like a team perspective of how we learned from like a different system which is like dining hall supervision and just like making sure it's clean and everyone has food yeah and it's it is, it is interesting too, because I think we don't realize the impact that we have, right? And then I remember when I first started my business and I had my team back when I first started, it was crazy because the way that I was leading at the time, looking back, I was doing the best that I could. But when we're growing our businesses and one tiny little thing throws us off that we're not expecting, right? The way that we're showing up or we might have interactions or we might say things that we don't mean or approach things in the wrong way coming from it as a, as, as a survival place, rather than being able to emotionally regulate ourselves and being like, okay, cool. This just happened. This is how I'm going to deal with it. Right. And it's coming back to practicing, regulating that within yourself because so much, I think from my perspective, I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective, but from my perspective, it's society conditioning us into believing that we need to do more do 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 and so we get caught in this cycle of like oh should we should be doing more we should be able to get more done in a day right and even yesterday I had that pattern come back and I was like not the vibe I have done all my non-negotiables I've done everything that I need to do today and now it's time for me to switch off and go enjoy my life right because that's the balance that I want to have so I'm curious to see like what your perspective is for why you got caught in this cycle of feeling like you had to do more. So I see it as um, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Deep Work. And it talks about how like we always can get stuck in these shallow areas. Well, from my work experience, I am really good at managing them. So like really busy clinics or really busy settings. I'm really good at managing all of those tasks. But I didn't want to stay on like the admins support side I knew that I would like to be um, the trainer or the expert on it that people come to because we can have deeper conversations and deeper change from that and even if it's just dog training I feel like you can learn a lot by being able to learn with a physical being being the dog because they see how fast they can learn and they know the their concept of time 
So mm -hmm. like changing that paradigm and then like showing them how much a dog could really learn because really if they had set up for success, they could learn within like a month or two. Honestly, I see like the fastest change in like two to four weeks. Wow. If the family's committed to it and they're like, usually they just need to see me work with the dog. That's like, wow, he listened to you. He didn't like do anything. And even yesterday I came into a new house. I was doing a new evaluation and she's like, you're so calm. He didn't jump on you or bark at you. But like, who's this dog? Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't even like really interacted with this, this puppy yet, but he already kind of sensed it yeah. that he yeah. was like, oh, something's going to change. <laughs> Yeah, she's here to throw down. <laughs> she means business. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So I want to kind of like just start wrapping up like what your experience was like inside of the Accomplished Mind Method and, you know, some of the things that you're really excited that have shifted for you that maybe are some, yeah, big transformations for you. So this last weekend was actually probably the most peaceful I felt. And it was so, it was so rewarding at the same time. Like a part of me was like, I need to keep moving. I need to keep moving. And I had to remind myself that I can definitely rest. We can take a beat, especially between launches. Cause in the past I would not launch one thing. I would launch two things at a time. And then that would cycle into like my busy season. So like on top of, sitting schedule has like a different rhythm to training and so like they didn't really clash in that way and so because I was already doing sitting and that was like a mature offer then I kind of already knew what the business cycle would look like and so um even though I knew that I would make more work for myself in the training side I was like I don't need to do that I didn't need to like nudge anybody or check in I didn't need to do um, all the things that I'm conditioned to do because I was just looking for like either a quick win or just getting that validation from my clients as I like tested behaviors and techniques. Now I have most of my processes really ironed out that if we can get to the root of the dog's problem, then you're going to be able to go through a lot of that. Uh, and that is what I wanted my first online course to be. And so that was really what I had been focusing on with in-person events and group settings was testing that through multiple different dogs. And so now it's a online course that people can go through, get onboarded. And then that next week we meet. So we're meeting in a four-week container for in-person, but it starts, it has a buffer of two weeks to you to be able to really absorb all the content that's there, get used to my style of training and speaking about things because when we're hands-on with dogs, you really have to be hands-on because especially when you're outside on a walk, there's a squirrel, a bicycle, a skateboard, a child, a yeah. loud noise, a truck, like it just keeps going on and on and on. And so to be able to work into a more, complex situation which can be parks um, new places school systems I just was able to go visit with a school and I knew that that was going to have a lot of different components for me to um, be mindful of as I'm managing this dog and so um, something you have to think about when you get into public access places but I also knew I couldn't think about public access and getting into schools or senior homes and helping in a therapy setting until I like got my foundation obedience, basic obedience course all ironed out and all the kinks there worked out. So the beta group right now is finishing up. They have two more in-person sessions and they are moving much even faster in person than they did previously, which is yeah. really good news. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Streamlining your business. And I remember at first it was like scary for you because you had to take time away from your clients and get the course up and running and get going with that. And now that you have it, they're getting better results. That's freaking insane. That is insane. So I want to interrupt you for a second and ask, what is the area that you're serving so that people know? Yeah. So the area I'm serving is Tacoma and Olympia, Washington. That's Pierce County and Thurston County of Washington state on the West coast of the U.S. because if I just say Washington, some people think it's D.C. Yeah. And D.C. Yeah. would be very chaotic to train dogs in. Just yeah. like it, 
where I train is more suburbs. I can get into a city setting, but Tacoma is a little bit smaller of a city, so it's nicer for training puppies. We see a ton of puppies here, and we have plenty of dog parks. I, I really love Tacoma and what they have done with the dog-friendly side of it. Yeah, I love that. And it's so cool because I want to kind of just talk about how your time has shifted, right? Because now you're focusing on getting clients through this framework that by the sounds of it, you were seeing them every week and now you're seeing them every two weeks. Is that correct? So this one, they will have six weeks. So they have one week onboarding online and then it's four weeks in a row. So now the ball is already rolling because they've worked on it in their, um, what I call our zones. So there's multiple zones depending on your house or apartment, but you want to be able to work up to zone six, which is the wild west. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen when you're out there but a lot of it the in-home stuff can be done now virtually which is better more accepting for my clients and then when we go into group settings they're not feeling as embarrassed or frustrated by their dog because their dog is listening yeah and they're they're sometimes surprised by it you have honestly created this like really amazing opportunity and you know, I was saying to you a lot in our time together that it's so cool. Now you've had time to really take action on the thing that you've really wanted to do. And you're creating this massive change within your space, in your industry that a lot of people haven't even had the opportunity to do. And because you've been able to really lean into that and the discomfort of like slowing down and changing your business model and really letting go mm-hmm. of what things used to look like, now you are having the opportunity to serve in a way that has come to you. That is your idea that you really wanted to take action on. And I just think it's so freaking cool that now you've been able to manage some of the perfectionism, manage the letting go of the chaos, learning how to relax, learning how to rest so that you can feel excited when you're going back into your program and launching and working with your clients that you have the ability to think creatively. Yeah. I I feel like I can get into like flow state a little bit faster, especially with the anchors that we have set up from your program. I really, I think there's just so much quality that is in the simplest things. Like the things that you go over, we often hear about, but also there's so many myths and there's so many, well, you could do it this way, or my aunt did it this way. (laughs) So it just depends on who is in your ear. So from like the coaching side is like your coach always has like an earbud and you're able just to talk directly to them. Um, And I say this with my dog training clients, everyone has noses. You just choose the one you pick. Yeah. Yes. Right. Exactly. There's so many different ways that you can run your business and so many ways that you can live your life. And it's like, what feels the best for me? And I'm so glad that you are really leaning into that and finding what works best for you because You had, I remember when we first started, you had these amazing visions of what you wanted your lifestyle to be like. You wanted the opportunity to be able to travel. You wanted the income. You wanted the impact. You wanted to be able to have time for yourself and do hobbies and all the things. And I feel like now you're like fast forward only four months. That's literally all happened for you. You went on a trip in Hawaii together when we were, and you didn't even take your computer. I was like, what is happening right now? You're a totally different person. (laughs) Yeah, I've took the longest vacation I have taken in over three years. Um, And so I went to Hawaii and we went skydiving and we honestly had a really active vacation, which is really great. I really like being active. Um, I have a motorcycle. And so this summer, like I love taking my motorcycle out, but I couldn't do that when I was house sitting because I don't take the freeway and I only take back roads. So it it does make it a little difficult to have to like watch the time all the time while you are on out on the road. So I'm just really looking forward to that this summer. Oh, that's going to be so good. Yeah. Cause now you don't have to see so many clients at once. They're going through your framework, your model so that you free up your own personal time and you're still creating that amazing impact that you have been wanting to. So I want to be mindful of our time. Cause I know we're coming to the end of time here and I want to ask you a question. Somebody who is maybe kind of stuck where you used to be um, before we started working together, maybe somebody who's considering working um, with me, like what is the advice that you would give them? 
if you feel like your creativity is stuck or you're just like running on this hamster wheel that you are aware of, but you can't stop running, which is what where I was, I felt like I couldn't like not feed the monster of the business, um, then this is going to be really uncomfortable for you. But there's just so much more you can reach by doing this. Like, And that's where I was at. I was like, I feel like I've gone through all the like podcast episodes, all the things to grow. And it's just like not growing. And it was just because I was stacking everything. And I, there's only so many hours in the day. So you have to be really mindful and strategic on how you bring your energy throughout the day. And I just feel like my energy has stabilized in a way that like, if I wanted it to get like super excited, I have to get, get through a lot, like a launch and stuff. Like I won't just like break down after it. Yeah. I'll just be able to like coast and enjoy it. And still have so much fun doing it and prioritize your health and your wellness and going back to the gym and all the things. Cause I remember when we first started, you weren't working out. You're like, I need to start working out. I'm like, okay, it's the first thing that starts happening. In our yeah. day. <laughs> I was like, I think I was only working out maybe once to twice a week. And um, I do like to maintain my powerlifting numbers. And so it was annoying and everyone's base level of strength is different. So for mine, was I guess pretty high because I was like I need at least a 290 275 to 295 pound deadlift to be sure that like everything in powerlifting is doing good because if I were to lose strength it would just like mean that I've really fallen off and so that was like my guideline of like this is my minimum even though I know it's probably some people's max I was like that's just where I need to maintain until I'm ready to compete again because Theoretically, if I have more time, I would compete later this year, but I haven't put anything on on the books yet. Yeah. So are you working back out again? You're feeling good? Are you closer to your minimum? And now I work, I now I work like four to five times a week, which is a lot. There's more rest days and more mobility. Um, I injured myself when I was firefighting training, especially firefighting training. It's exhausting to train for five years and not have any response. So like the fire department had not talked to me for like over, I think a year before they're like, we want you to come back. Now we want you to test. Now we want you to do like all these final steps. And it was so overwhelming uh, because they were just there in need. And I couldn't just we like fill that role knowing that there's other people that like that's their life mission Mm -hmm. and I felt my life mission has multiple paths yeah yeah so yeah it's so cool so much has shifted for you you're prioritizing you're working out again you're going back to the gym you're getting in walks doing all the things and you have like a calm regulated nervous system I just think that is for the freaking win (laughs) so yeah. How can people work with you? Um, there might be some people who are listening who don't live in the Tacoma area, Tacoma and Olympia area. Do you have some mm-hmm. things for them online? How can people work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have an online academy. It's called All Ears Academy and it's hosted on Teachable. So it's All Ears Academy dot teachable.com and that will take you to the library of different courses there are five <laughs> not all of them are a fit, like av all the video but most of them are outlined in my head so I'm working on getting them out of my head but there's the first one which is foundational obedience I do have a puppy checklist if you're just getting a dog that will help you until you pass the potty training stage because a lot of clients try to come to me before their dog is potty trained and that is the biggest hurdle you need to go over first everything else can wait all the obedience it will fall in line so much easier after you get potty training and somehow manners figured out but um if like you are a reactive case and your dog has bit other people or other dogs you just feel like they're too aggressive that you wanted to take a one-on-one approach we could definitely hop on 
um, Zoom and talk about what that looks like, set you up in the academy and have different access. I have a couple cases of dogs that have three dogs at home and they're fighting, but they're gonna go through the academy and then we will schedule times when I will come in person. Okay, so we just dropped out super quick, but now you're back. So um, yeah, finish telling us about how we can work with you. So the online academy, you can have access virtually. And then if like matters are still escalating, I can either arrange to fly out and we can do like a weekend intensive. I've done that with other families and it's been super helpful just to iron out all those details that are probably annoying you. It's also helpful if you have a sunny area. <laughs> Washington isn't that sunny right now. So I will take those in the winter, especially if you want. I will fly to, to Hawaii. To your city. <laughs> Hawaii, Mexico, Dominican, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> those are my ideal situations. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, that's so good. Honestly, you guys, Brie is literally changing an entire industry. And I think this is why this work is so important and understanding how to navigate your symptoms with ease and being able to prioritize yourself in all aspects in exactly like the story that you just shared with us and your success. Because now that you have the capacity to get out of your own way, get out of your own chaos that you were creating and actually create more impact in the world and you're being a leader who is feeling more calm, cool, and collected. So when you're showing up for your clients, it's coming from a way different energy rather than this like chaos, frantic, like I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Right. And I just think that's so powerful because as business owners and entrepreneurs, literally like we're changing the world and you are changing the world with your course and your program and your framework that you're taking people through. So I honestly would not be surprised in the slightest if people in your industry and in your area start following your lead because there's something there for it rather than having the same conversations, right? You're literally changing everything. And so I'm just so excited for you. So I want to wrap up this episode and I'm so grateful that you came on to share your experience about what's possible when people understand how to essentially move through the symptoms of ADHD that they're experiencing in terms of procrastination, focus, scattered energy. I think I said perfectionism, all the things, right? And I'm just so proud of you, how far you've come in your journey. So I'm going to put all of your details down in the notes section. Go and follow her content. Honestly, you just have amazing freaking content that literally makes me laugh and smile <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so if you have a dog and even you are not in the area, go and follow her. She has amazing, amazing content. Um, so I cannot recommend you enough. I literally messaged you the other day. I was like, I think I'm going to end up taking your course because I thought I was going to get a dog. <laughs> To be, to be, what do you call it? Like, I just put it on pause. So we're going to come back to it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm so excited. Yeah. On my content and I love showing up on Instagram. So if you follow All Ears Pet Care or if any of the tools that I share in Reels are helpful for you, you can always tag us. I love sharing even if you aren't in like the immediate space. Um, just because the dog community online is also just such a great spot. Like there's mm -hmm. so many good people and good souls. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brie, and really sharing your experience. I'm so grateful and I'm so fucking proud of you, how far you've come in such a short period of time and how much literally you've transformed and changed and just everything. Like I'm honestly just blown away. I know I tell you all the time and I'm so excited every time I see you. I'm like, it's so much has changed for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm back to emailing my list and I, that's also a place I'm starting to show up more, but there I just released an unpublished podcast episode. Just like I was mentioning, we were talking about the podcast episode, but like there's there's just so much that I want to create, but there's only so much time. So putting the right projects in place, I think you really helped with that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I'm so, so glad I was part of your journey. And we still are because you're inside the revolution and you're getting amazing, amazing results inside of there as well. So um, yeah, I want to wrap this episode up. So thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you guys go and follow Brie. Click all of her links down there if you're interested in her academy and you want to have the hybrid and she's just an amazing dog trainer. Honestly, I can't recommend her enough. She's like popping off like bananas. You have people that just come out of the woodworks to work with you, like left, right, and center. You're like, oh, I just got like five new inquiries today. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so you are honestly a magnet to your clients and supporting people. So 
go and follow Brie. And Brie, I can't thank you enough for your time coming on the episode. I'm so grateful for you and we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode today. I am so grateful to have you a part of this community. Not only that, you are a huge part of this movement that has begun in the ADHD space. And the fact that you're here means that you're open-minded enough to challenge the status quo and you are at the forefront of this movement with me. So I would be so appreciative if you could share this on social media and leave a five-star review. It will help us gain more momentum and we can collectively shift the dialogue about ADHD. Thanks so much and I'll see you next time.